listen to mama.com you might not go to hell mind of man mind of god number 53 it's the 21st sunday in ordinary time august 26 2007 hi dave i don't know what's happening not much it's like the almost one year anniversary of the flight 5191 that crashed here in lexington a year ago so it's pretty shocking huh? it is kind of still stunning stuns me a little bit but uh, a lot of stuff on the news and all that kind of thing well it's not as newsy as it is remembrance so but i'm remembering it therefore i'm, I'm doing the same thing just as a memorial mentioning it so So, how are you today? I'm all right. Good. All right. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Let's go. So, my read on the readings, uh, a little bit about, well, there's obvious one was about discipline, but I think both were about, two of them were kind of about discipline, and that one says there's a narrow path to getting into heaven, and the other one is all about discipline being a good thing. So, those are my themes. What do you think of that? Uh, yeah, I, I see that. I, I also see an, another thing in here. Oh, do you? Well, and it's more based on the first reading, which I, it's, when I started reading, it seemed one of these boring bunch of funny names that mean nothing. I wrote them all down. Yeah. and and then But then, as I thought about it, what, what it's saying... You know, and then it says, and some of these I will take as priests and Levites. Right. This is this is radical from a Jewish point of view. Sure. Saying, I'm going to go all over the world and find people who are not Jews <laughs> and and make them your priests and Levites. Think that make got Jesus in good with the power structure there? Hmm? Think that got, oh, that, this was the Old Testament. This is the Old Testament. That's what I'm saying. It's really shocking. Maybe I'm misinterpreting this, but. No, that, I, I I noticed that too. Yeah, which which I would then hook up with the the last reading, which says, you know, will there only be a few be saved? Like, you know, just the promised people, you know, God's chosen people. I mean, because these were Jews asking, you know, Jesus the question, and he's saying, well, I don't know, enter through the narrow gate, but people will come from the east and the west and the north and the south and all over the place, which makes you wonder. You know, well, what about, is that like what they're saying in the first reading? It's not just the Jews. Everybody can. But then, you know, but then you get into the, well, what's the narrow gate thing? <laughs> right. I'm going to get, I don't know. People have interpreted that all kinds of ways, I would imagine. I guess. Well, that narrow gate could be that you just have to be Christian, I suppose. Uh, I, I guess that's one interpretation. Or you just have to be Catholic, or you just have to be this or that. I mean... But maybe the narrow gate is more you just have to be a good person. Maybe that's the narrow gate. I don't know. A good person. See, that's kind of nebulous, isn't it? Well, of course <laughs> it's nebulous, but it's not something for us to determine. Isn't it? You know, yes, it is, Dave. What? We, we get to decide who's going to heaven and who's going to hell. I, okay, wow. <laughs> Great news. Great news. Okay, I'm going to start my list tonight. Go on. Um... I'm going to make sure there's a lot of good-looking women going there. <laughs> that much. 
So, so I assume that means you're going to put yourself on the list then. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. Somebody, I, somebody's got to be there to kind of coordinate things. Yeah. So might as well be me. So I like these names too, Tarshish, and then I like this one, Putin Lud, <laughs> Tubal. What's that? Musk? I can't even read my writing. Mosak or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Mosh, Mosh, like a Mosh pit. Anyways, those are some good names. You think? I think so. So let's then let's talk about the middle reading then, the one all about discipline. Hmm. It says I should beat my sons more. Eh, that's <laughs> one interpretation. Maybe it's saying you should beat yourself more. You think? Well, it could be. I mean, that's uh, it's, it's saying discipline is good, even though it feels. I mean, I think this is you know, a compassionate kind of description, saying it's the admitting the fact. Well, this isn't going to feel good at the time, but it's actually a very good thing for you to do. Yeah, it. I mean, discipline. You know, as as a father, <laughs> you learn that. You know, they they you get you're mean when you discipline them. Yeah. But but your real objective of discipline is so that they can have some self discipline. Right. So their lives don't suck. <laughs> right. I mean, really, like you got to teach them that. And did you find you have to discipline your kids differently? Different kids require a different kind of discipline, or did you <laughs> give them pretty much the same thing? Um. Well, they're all different. You know, it's. Yeah. I mean, so I was thinking, maybe some people, all you need is a little sideways glance at them, and maybe some need a more direct kind of. Uh... Well, you know, yeah. I mean, obviously, I I get all kinds of. That's not fair. You know, that he did this, she got this, I didn't get this. Right. How come I? Blah blah blah. And, you know, part of it is, like you're saying, they don't all need the same thing. <laughs> and part of it is, as you as you get older, you, two things, you, you lose energy and you become more mellow. So, <laughs> I don't know. So, it is true. The first ones just get ripped. And then the last ones can do whatever, whatever the hell they want. Apparently. Like... <laughs> <laughs> although, although, on the other hand, as you get wiser, which hopefully you do, you know, you learn that. There's some things that, oh, I let slide on some in the middle. That was a bad idea. I should probably, you know, right. clamp down on this issue here because it's going to go bad. So, What are the challenges of self-discipline, do you think? Um, it's about self-discipline. You know, overcoming the fact that you're <laughs> lazy and uh, have all these appetites that you want. Right. It, it has to do with maturity, right? Right. And and delayed gratification. Yes. Which is sort of what this is saying. Right. Right. Well, we're not into delayed gratification in this culture. Oh, not at all. We want more and we want it now. That's right. We want too much and we want it now. <laughs> That's you know, true. You know what they say, if some is good, way too much is better. <laughs> oh, some of it gets crazy. I... I you look at the. I think the Hummer is a good example of that. Yeah. So we have tanks running down the streets because a regular uh, SUV is not big enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. You know, I mean, that's that's our culture. You know, we don't have enough until we have way too much. 
But what is that feeding, I wonder? Why is it? So I, sometimes I think it's just that there's certain kind of basic joys or contentments that aren't being met, and, and it's all being met by this huge overblown crapola that, you know, masquerades as culture these days. Here we're in our cranky mode. We just... <laughs> Cranky alert, old middle-aged cranky man alert here. Well, it's true, though, that our culture is based on, you know, selling stuff, right? I mean, it's like, well, we want to sell stuff, so let me see what's the best way to sell things to, uh, you know, appeal to your deepest needs. Right. And it's like, and really, if you look at it i'm made in god's image god is love so my deepest need is to be loved so then you have to spin that and say all right so you want to be loved so that means people who are cool (laughs) are loved so if you want to be cool you got to have some of this stuff and the more this stuff you have the cooler you are and the more money we make (laughs) so the driving force is really you know making money right and using a using a basic impulse in people using yeah. it to their advantage. Although I was thinking when you just said this that the interpretation said that the basic need is to be loved. I wonder if that was switched around. What if, you know, everyone thought the ba- their basic need was to love rather than be loved. I wonder how that would change. Well, yeah, those things need to go together. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, but I... Part of the problem is that, well, yeah, because if you're worrying about being loved all the time, you're probably not going to be because you love somebody who loves you, right? Right. <laughs> I don't know. It's So, yeah, your first, I mean, that's what God does, loves, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that, that's the essential scriptural reference to, you know, love exists in this not that we have loved God but that while we were still sinners he loved us first right so and then oh look this guy loves me cool <laughs> you love him back yeah so but but again this is all being spun by you know the advertising sales industry to use that whole drive to sell so, I was reading something about that we also work more than I think anyone, including the Japanese. We work more hours, of course, and which is interesting to me. I guess there's a certain discipline that's in that, uh, a certain kind of uh, desire to get ahead and whatnot, but. On the other hand, it seems a little overblown, too, and I don't know that people, I think it takes away from their ability to love to some extent, because they, they're worn out, they're tired, they don't have time. Yes, yes, but if you buy the perversion, right, if you buy what they're selling, you need more stuff to be loved. It's really a perversion of that same thing. I work more so I can get more stuff so that I am loved more. Right. I mean, you know, it's it's probably faulty logic, but it makes sense within the context. Mm-hmm. You know? Within the system that's established. Well, yeah. 
I mean, it's it's wrong, but <laughs> but but it it does follow naturally to the conclusion. Or you know, now now I've replaced my drive to love and be loved with the drive to get more stuff because it's been spun enough that that re, you know it's a replacement. Right. So. Perhaps they're the new Pharisees in a way that the, would be the structure that establishes this whether it's corporate structure or what have you, this this idea. Although I don't know, I mean, can you really say that it's just coming from external? I mean, people must, I mean, people create the society too. Uh, on the one hand, I, I, I can kind of see this as this sort of big business like serving its own ends. On the other hand, the culture is developed from down below too. People develop these companies or create them or create the ideas so I don't really know where it's coming from exactly why it's um, I don't know well yeah there definitely people are seeking something to fill the emptiness in their lives and like I say and this is what's being sold to them and they buy it right I mean we need to do a better job selling God but we don't do such a good job of that you know it's not as flashy. It's not as, you know, <laughs> satisfying of appetite. There's more of this discipline crap in there that I don't want at this. Right. I want, you know, ice cream. <laughs> right. I don't want you to tell me to, you know, go work some more. I don't know. It's it's a very very deep thing in our particular culture. This this idea of um, productivity, I guess. Um, I, you're, you're always seeing figures about American workers becoming more and more productive as they're laying off people, as they're paying them less benefits, yet they're be working more hours and becoming more productive. It's, it's a, it's a, it seems to be a form of mania in some ways. Yes, the bottom line becomes the answer to every question. Right. And that's just evil. Oh, I think so. Yeah. So, so those people are all going to hell. Back to that again. <laughs> well, good. We got we got one group all all set with uh, their tickets. That's good. That's right. They're um, they're not they're not taking the narrow path. They're taking the you know wide open path. They can drive their Hummers down. <laughs> so, drive that Hummer right to hell. There you go. That's that. That'd be a good bumper sticker, wouldn't it? Maybe. Drive that Hummer to hell. I don't know. Um. I'm sure they'll be coming out with a. a this is another thing that sort of gets me the schizophrenia in the culture too. I'm sure they'll be coming out with a, a, a Hummer that that goes on biodiesel or something <laughs> soon, you know. Or that would be funny. I, I know. I, I like you'll see a big green Hummer, you know. Yeah. Oh well, whatever. So, anyways, what's next? Next time for our next segment. Yeah, it could be. You can edit that out with you. <laughs> but anyways. All right. No sex for you. Well, this is a subject near and dear to my heart. Discipline and sex. Are you into B and D? Is that what you're telling me, Dave? Uh, just a little light spanking. I think, that's, you know, <laughs> not, nothing too heavy. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> great. So this goes. This is in line with the readings. This is from Hebrews. Is that what you're saying? Chapter twelve. Oh, what can we say about discipline and sex? Well, there's there's obviously the more uh, 
pornographic aspects of it that we could, eh, I think, has been done well elsewhere. So we won't we won't have to go into that. <laughs> That's one a here. good point. Um, but well, discipline isn't that the whole concept of marriage? Isn't that sort of aren't you disciplining your sex drive to some extent? Yeah, and one person. Yes, that's a couple of ways, right? I mean, one of them is like you're saying, yes, I'm, you know, I guess discipline, right? <laughs> Cutting off the, the all the appetites from all the other places and saying I'm gonna go here. So yeah, that's kind of discipline. Uh, uh, sure. And even within marriage, like if you're Catholic, for instance, mm-hmm. if you go with this NFP stuff. NFP, what's that? Natural family planning. Oh yeah. I mean, that's all about discipline. It's like, well, you know, you're fertile now. You're spewing forth all these pheromones, but, you know, I think I'm going to hold off at this time for, you know. It involves a lot of discipline. Yeah, is that a good thing? <laughs> well, the second reading says it is, Dave, so it must be... <laughs> Isn't it hard to be disciplined with sex, though? Isn't the very nature of sex, isn't it sort of contrary to discipline? It's wild abandon and letting yourself go. It seems like odd odd bedfellows somehow. Kind of, although, <laughs> I don't know. If, if you know, you're mutually wild abandoned and into it, that's probably good, I guess. Yeah. If one person is wildly abandoned and the other one isn't, that's probably not good. Probably not a good match. Yeah. You probably didn't meet on eHarmony, if that's the case. Probably not a good experience for at least one of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, it's a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. And, and I think our sex drive is so random in some ways and just so, I don't know, tied in with the moment and people have these desires and these odd leanings, you know, that it sometimes I think it feels un, very unnatural to discipline it. Uh, especially if you're feeling this strong urge or desire for certain thing or certain person. So, <laughs> okay, Dave, I'll take another. I need wi- to go get a room. Wait a minute. Yeah, I know. Um, I was say, I'll take another wild left turn on this one for you. Okay. In that respect, you know, if you're talking about sex and discipline, well, if you just want to go at it and be done with it, you know, you're a guy. You can do this in about a minute and a half. But, you know, the good part of it is... Thanks for giving me a little uh, extra time there. Uh, yeah, I am, but, you know, <laughs> I'm being nice. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if you have some discipline, so to speak, and, you know, the anticipation is a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. the building up, you know, is uh, adds to the, you know, whole... I don't know, effect, <laughs> experience, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. So, I mean, even if you're wildly abandoning it, some discipline in there makes it better. Well, that's a good point. So. And this is another advantage we have as older men, too, Renner. We're a little more, we're not quite so in a hurry. It's true. All you all you ladies out there, another <laughs> good thing about us older men, you know, we're, we're willing to take our time. Exactly. So just, just keep that in mind when you... Shut up, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're done. And what does all this have to do with foosball, Ryder? I'm not sure. 
you got to have discipline there. Got to have sure. discipline. You can't just be taking every stupid shot when you know it's not going to go in. You yeah. got to wait for your time. Exactly. You you can do that, of course. You can, and sometimes that just confuses people, gets them upset. That can be a strategy, but if you're going to do that, it should be part of your discipline strategy to confuse. What we call confuse a foos. Exactly. <laughs> so. But in general, discipline a good thing. Yeah. We're saying it not not an easy thing, but a good thing. Yes. Which leads us to our last reading, which is limitation. This is from the I Ching. Limitation is which did I tell you what the I Ching was? The Chinese Book of Knowledge. Anyways, limitation is a necessary aspect of life and can provide a positive impetus for proper growth because of the opportunities it presents for breakthrough. A great tree was once a seed which had to push its way out of the shell and then out of the earth. Some limitations serve as a natural guard against premature action. A child crawls before it walks. How else could it develop enough strength in its legs to support its body? A tree will not bear fruit until its branches are able to support it. All right. Amen. Amen. So go forth, be disciplined. Yeah. (laughs) Not too much. Don't make it too crazy, but, you know. All right. All right. And we're out. Yeah. You can make it. Shoot it. Mommog.com.